Gather round, friends, let me tell you a tale of three heroes, noble and bold. A brute, a druid, and a thief who is but nine years old. You know them by name, you know them by deed, their quests are famously daring. So here I sit, singing to you an adventure that is worth sharing. Tuck is the brute, he knows not his home, he loves to sing and fight. Fingers half elf, he shifts his shape and wields his spear with great mind. Billy's a thief, his tiny size does mask the largest heart. Best and brightest, they may not be, but their friendship outweighs their smarts. So gather round, friends, and listen close, for the tale's about to start. Alright, welcome to Spelt Lore, everybody. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. With me, playing Tacoma Dome, the barbarian, Abdul Aziz. Hey! Playing Fat Billy, the halfling thief, Jessica Ty. Yes, hello. Playing Shethane, the elf ranger, Mark Robertson. Hello. Cartwin is standing in her place like, all right, we're we're going to do this now. I, thankfully, they haven't found it. Thankfully, they didn't find it while they were tossing the place. I guess it was pretty well hidden. I'm pretty happy with that, if I do say so myself. And she walks over to the bookshelf that she uh, spear tackled that kid against. And she hooks her fingers in the side and yanks it to the side. And you see that it reveals a, a small doorway, like pretty short and not super wide, but it opens up like she walks in and it obviously opens up into another room. Like you see light come from inside the doorway as she's lighting candles or, or lamps or something like that. She pops out and she says, All right, just come in here. It's the only safe place now, I think. Wicker pops up in a planter and she's sniffing an orange flower, <gasps> which you recognize as the flowers that Wicker has been following. Mm-hmm. Since you left Mudlark. Billy, do you follow Car- you follow Cartwin into the secret room? I guess so, but I kind of want to take this flower with me. Uh, so you just like yank it out of the pot? Well, I just scoop it with my hands with the dirt and I'm yeah. like, oh, okay, here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you bring it in. Yeah. You notice that Cartwin looks at you. Mm-hmm. Like she turns very sharply to look at you with the flower and looks at the flower and her eyes kind of get a little wide. Oh. She goes, I'll, I'll, how about I, I'll take that. Okay. I'll take, this was, it's just very delicate, mm-hmm. very expensive. Oh. Um, no, 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 no. It's absolutely, it's, it's okay. It's okay. Don't be, don't be sorry. Mm. I'm just going to go replant this real quick, real quick. I'll be yeah. back. Okay. And she leaves you alone for a second in her secret room. Mm-hmm. There's like pillows on the ground, like cushions. Oh, yeah. And she's got candles on stands on either side and she's got a little table and a little chest and laid out on the table are various implements that are very strange to you. There's, mm. um, you know, <clears throat> carved sticks and crystals and a bunch of things you don't like like a ball of yarn Hmm. like all this weird stuff and then there's a chest underneath looks like it's got a lock on it but it's under the table is there anything you guys want to do while she's left you alone in here uh i yeah let's just fucking rifle through oh this is my friend (laughs) oh fine guys (laughs) well what about like a little bit like if i just look with my eyes yes i just turn my head towards the doorway and ignore what you yeah Yeah. okay i'm gonna look with my eyes okay rifle I'm gonna look at this. Um, I'll look at the chest. It's closer to me. Okay. Can I? Oh, can you. I... Well, I mean, it's a chest. You don't have to roll anything to look at it. Is oh. it special in any way, though? It looks like it's been through a lot because it is made out of a very nice looking wood mm. that at one times was probably quite lustrous. Okay. What's in it? It's locked. <sighs> okay. Well, I tried to look with my eyes and it didn't work, so I'm gonna look with my hands. And <laughs> <Okay>. Start <laughs> trying to get it open. <laughs> so you're gonna you're gonna try and pick the lock. Yeah. Okay, that's tools uh, of the trade. Keep so in mind that this is literally five minutes after she attacked a guy for stealing. <laughs> yeah, Billy's. Well, they were being disrespectful, and I am being very respectful. Okay. So yeah, you go ahead and roll two d six plus dexterity. I think for tricks of the trade. Ten. Yeah. No. Okay. Yeah. So what happens with what's tricks of the trade? Mm, on a ten, I do it. No problem. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so you poke around in the lock with your. You have little twigs, right? That you used to. Yeah, I have a twig in my hair. Mm-hmm. And... You also have the pin still, I think. Oh, do I? Yeah. So I'm like, ooh, which one? So I use the pin. It so looks more fun. Yeah, you're using the, the mender's needle. Yeah, I am. Yeah, so you dig around in there and, you know, click, click, click. Bunk. Oh. And it, it, the lock opens. You guys come here. It's a, There's like bundles of herbs and stuff in here and uh, different kinds of stones. And you see a bundle of sharp. They're probably about six seven inches long and there's a little bottle of black ink that's pretty low it's about halfway full 
it's just mixed in with all these different kinds of herbs and bags of what feel like sand or gravel. It's just a bunch of weird stuff. Uh, I want to spout lore about the contents of this box. Okay. Can I do that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah, give me a 2d6 plus intelligence for spout lore. Uh, five. So, um, you... Uh, fuck. So, you see a root in the chest, uh-huh. and it reminds you of a root from McCall mm-hmm. that you know is delicious. Mm-hmm. And you haven't had it since you left. Uh, it's a white root. <laughs> so, you're like, oh, man, I haven't seen white root in years. Yeah. So what do you do with it? Do you just uh, eat it? I You can eat it or you can grind it up. Do I have enough time to grind it up? Absolutely not. Okay, I, I eat it. <laughs> the whole thing? Yeah. Wow, you just, greedy. Yeah. <laughs> you just pop this like pale root in your mouth. And as you do that, you're chewing on it. Cartwin comes back in. She's like wiping dirt off her hands. And see, she sees you two rifling through her chest. <laughs> She's like, what are, you, what are you doing? And then I'll turn around and I'll... Should they, what are what they the, doing? Should the, oh my God. And she like <laughs> walks over and she starts like, what did you do? Did you, she sees you chewing. She's like, did you eat something in here? No. Did you just eat one entire ghost root? What's ghost root? Oh my Lord. <sighs> I thought that was white root. I Why feel- would you eat it if it was because oh, fuck white root makes you feel like anything is possible it's also highly addictive yes but it takes years off your life it does oh my wow okay whatever i'm going to ignore the fact that you all just tried to steal from me because no. i'm trying to help you because hey, we're all friends now we are and that's why friends share drugs i don't know what that's going to do to you okay so We'll see, I guess. Well, I am feeling some indigestion. <gasps> I rub your tummy. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's nice. <laughs> okay, let's get started. Wow. She looks at Shethane. Thank you. I'm so glad that you introduced me to these morons. <gasps> hey. Yeah, I'm sorry. I hey. shouldn't have said morons. I should have said idiots. Okay, all Look, right, you Billy, I'm sorry. You just made Billy cry, almost. <sighs> <laughs> he looks like he's smugly looking at me over your shoulder. He's almost crying. His eyes are filled with tears. Look. And then I look back at him and his face reverts to the crying face. <laughs> oh, my. You I, too. I think we need to get one thing straight, though. I, and I point at Tuck and I'm like, this one's the idiot. <laughs> and I point at that Billy said, and this one's the moron. <laughs> <laughs> she goes, all right. That's that works enough for me. So. Cartwin makes sure that everybody's in the room. She's Shethane. Tantamile's here. Wickers, chillin', Billy, Tuck, all good. It's just, all right. I just want you to understand the gravity of this situation. What I'm about to attempt, and she walks over and, like, starts closing the bookshelf back over the hole. What I'm about to attempt, I haven't done in decades. We're going to attempt to... (sighs) Okay. We're going to attempt to make contact with the spirit world. Cool. And I'm going to attempt it's okay she kind of puts a hand on on shethane's arm we're going to attempt to help you crossover isn't necessarily the right term but could you pay attention tuck and she sees tuck looking around the room like hey i yeah i zoned out sorry this is a big deal yeah i heard you say that and then i zoned out okay we're going to attempt to push your no hey over here sorry your spirits your spirits hey could you just for three seconds. Are you okay? I ghost root. Yeah. Okay. I'll tell the kid. What we're going to do is we're going to try and push your spirits over to the other side. Cool. To see if you can make contact with your friend. Nice. I haven't done this to myself in a long, long time. And I haven't done this to anybody. And she puts her, her hand on Shethane's arm again. But Shethane, in at least 30 years. Well, I trust you completely. Okay, great. Because you're probably going to hate this next part what we need to do is we need to find a way to anchor the essence of your spirits here so you're not completely lost when you cross over and how we do that and she starts rifling through her her thing and she pulls out the bundle of pointy bits and the bottle of ink she says i'm gonna have to mark you with what do you like explain more about what you mean okay i'm gonna have to give you a tattoo uh 
so lame. I know. <laughs> and then I stick out my leg. <laughs> <laughs> she says, okay, so... so Wait, these... you're going for a leg tattoo? Oh, is that weird? No, I, I'm just interested in why that was your first okay instinct. maybe my face and then i brush my hair out of my face. <laughs> okay yeah no give just him a leg let tattoo. me let me let me <laughs> <laughs> let me explain this a little bit further i was taught how to do this by a druid a long time ago Here, let me ask a question real quick i was literally in the middle of an explanation can you do like a bart simpson on my pack <laughs> if you would give me two seconds to explain <laughs> yeah so she says okay so yeah i learned how to do this a long long time ago from a, a druid named wally boda and he uh, he mastered this. He's a master tattooist. He's a master Boda. <sighs> Anyways. <laughs> Wally Master Boda? No. <laughs> Paul gave me that name. Oh, cool. I asked Paul about all this stuff. Oh, he cool. told me all that, like how this all works. He okay. Tri- he tricked you. Wow. Yeah. Great. Is uh, <laughs> he's a druid and he is a master. I can't believe you didn't see that. You need to. No, he didn't set it up. I don't think he did. Maybe he did. You guys. <sighs> I was like, you know what? I'm gonna try and make this like kind of intense. <laughs> Kind of sincere, like sub, like like weird and spiritual and it psychedelic. Yeah, and you're all doing fucking masturbation jokes. Okay, but sorry, go again. It's fine. It's fine. Do, it's fine. do it again. It's fine. No, it's good. It's just his last name that that doesn't I quite know. fit. The Wally part's perfect though. If we want to be mysterious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, so he taught me how to do this. This is a method he developed to anchor spirits on this side, while also letting enough of the spirit through to the other side that you can affect your environment, travel sort of astrally project. By way of a quick explanation, Master Boda suggested that spirits aren't defined by their presence, but by the absences around them. So it's there's sort of the negative space within your experience. Okay. So could you do a less quick explanation? Yes. Please explain more. I have to tattoo you with the thing that you lost and missed the most. Mm. A representation. There's some symbols and some runes to connect it, but it'll be an abstract representation. I only need to do you two Shathanes I did years ago. Can I see yours? So I reluctantly roll my arm up, and there's three shapes on there. Mm -hmm. Small circle, a large circle, and a smaller square. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's sort of weird. It's a weird snowman. Cool. (laughs) Snowman with a square head. Side by side. Oh, okay. And they're sort of connected by dots and lines almost looking like a constellation oh. like around them and she says yeah so that's what we need to do so i just need to ask each of you to give me a quick explanation of something that you lost and missed the most in your life mm. uh tuck will start with you maybe do you need everybody else to leave or are you comfortable with this i think i'm okay with everyone knowing this okay <sighs> it's hard to say um we were in this town a little while back, and there was this kid uh, who I was scaring a lot, and I accidentally gave him a bag of my guitar picks. Oh, God. And uh, I think about those guitar picks every day, you know? You know this isn't going to work if you don't tell me the truth. I I don't know. I don't have anything that I've really lost. There was... I'm an orphan. A random man found me who was a used cart dealer, and he raised me and taught me how to read, and he taught me how to sell different types of carts and how to appraise carts, and I lived with him until I was nine years old, and then he was murdered, and then I lived in the wilderness for a while, and I know how to play music, and then everything else in my life happened. And then that is the story of Tacoma. No losses and no sadness. So fuck you. <laughs> Tell me about your father. I don't have one. I just... Your adopted father, the man that found you and raised you. Bruce Spruce? Yeah. He was a good man. Do you miss him? Uh, y- yes. How much... Oh, yeah, then that's the thing that I miss. <laughs> right, I think that's probably a good place to start. Okay. And she takes a sharp thing from the bundle and she says, this is a quill from Boda's animal form. He takes the form of a porcupine. <laughs> and these are the quills that he gifted me when he taught me these techniques. This is ink from his spirit companion, Lakshi. He's an octopus. 
She lives at the bottom of the sea somewhere. I've never met her. And she has made the journey across between this place in the spirit world more times than anything or anyone else that I know. So this is the ink that we're going to be able to use to help speed the process between this world and the next. And she gets started. She dips the quill in the ink and she starts basically giving you a stick and poke tattoo mm-hmm. um, of a representation of Bruce Spruce and the loss that you feel around him. Mm-hmm. And there's a point where she's, she's doing that and she asked you like, like seed questions basically, like give me an idea of how this makes you feel. Mm-hmm. And as she goes, she's sort of, she's sort of free ball in it. Mm-hmm. Like she sort of falls into a kind of trance and she finishes the tattoo. What does it look like? It's a tree that starts uh, at the base of my leather wrist guard and goes all the way up my forearm. Uh, but the tree, as it gets closer to the wrist guard, is getting uh, more and more desiccated and dead. So the top branches of the, of the tree are still alive and they're still flowering. And there are like a lot of different flowers in them. And a lot of different leaves. Uh, and then as you move down the tree, there become less and less leaves and less and less flowers. And then at the base of the tree and the trunk, it looks sick and dying. And you do actually see like it is, it is, there is the tree like motif, but you do see that there are symbols and the same connected constellation of, of dots. Not mm-hmm. the same, but in a different sort of pattern around that, almost like it's binding it. Like it's mm-hmm. like tying it or chaining it to your body. Okay. She says, all right, Billy, um, are you comfortable talking about this kind of thing? Mm, I guess, but I don't remember very much. Okay. Well, yeah. why don't you tell me about something that you lost and missed the most? Something that you think about often. Well, I have a lot of memories and I've been around a long time. So I had friends. <laughs> she kind of laughs a little bit. Like, what? Been a long. Okay. How old are you? Oh, I don't know, like nine. <laughs> but I might have turned 10 recently. I can't really remember. Okay. And I had friends and they got old and they died. And then I became friends with their kids and they got old and they died. And my mom and my dad left a long time ago. I don't know where they went. I don't really want to talk about that. Um, And then I got, I stole a blanket and I don't know where I put that blanket. And I do think about that blanket a lot. Is that the blanket that Billy wears as a cloak? Oh, there it is. Oh. So is there something is there something relating to to comfort and happiness like some sort of I guess it'd be nice but mostly I miss my mom and my dad. Okay. I don't know what they look like and maybe I never had them but I like to think I did. That's um That's a lot for a little boy. Yeah, well, no one really ever asked me before. Okay. All right. Well, we'll get started. Are you going to be okay with this? Yeah. <laughs> where do you where, where do you, just so charged up? Where do you want where do you want it? Where should I get it? Where would look best? I I don't know. What like maybe your maybe your arm? How does uh, that Okay, how about your leg? I don't know. You could do it like full back tattoo. Wow. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> My advice for future employment purposes yeah. is to uh, get it on the inside of your upper arm where like a t-shirt or something will cover Ooh. it up and it won't really be obvious that you've got tattoos I don't when like... you go out and look for a job when you're grown up. Okay, so where does Billy, Billy wants the tattoo on his back? No, because then I can't see it because I want to see it. Okay. Well, your classiest place is like right on your neck. Oh, my <laughs> double chin. <laughs> Lift okay, the chin up. It doesn't have to be huge. What about palms of your hand? I was just thinking yeah. palm of Ooh. my hand because then I can look at it and feel like I'm looking at them. That's yeah. going to be very painful. I'm brave. <laughs> okay. So I give, I guess I sit not down next to Billy and I give him my hand. Okay. To hold. And she starts, and it's the same process. She starts giving you the tattoo based on what you talked about, and then she falls into a bit of a trance. Also, it hurts a lot. Yeah, I know. Because, like, doesn't palm of the hand stuff, like, suck really bad? Probably. I, I'm talking to him, like, distracting him. Oh, yeah. I'm, like, juggling pieces of, like, croutons, mm. and I am, like, throwing them into his mouth. <laughs> wow. I'm yeah. like, hey, 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 whoa, watch these croutons. Hey, oh. Oh. I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then it's done, and yeah, so okay. what does the tattoo look like? It looks like... Um, uh, mm. Oh, what if what if it's something representing the two rivers, the Sunwise and the Wittershins? Oh, it's true. Yeah, okay, it so it's just it's just like two lines. Mm. That's it. With like the dots and the lines around them. 
Because they stick, because all of them you notice that have this it's, like constellation around them. It's like one dot here and then mm -hmm. a line and then the dot on the other side and then a line. And that's oh, literally it. Oh, I see. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, Billy's ends up quite simple. Yeah. It's basically like a two circles on opposite sides yeah. and then Yang lines, Yang. yeah, going the opposite direction of yeah. each other. Cool. I want to yeah, get that real tattoo now. That sounds cool. Yeah, that yeah. sounds dope. <laughs> great. So, she says, All right, that's the first step. Cool. Why is mine crazy detailed? <laughs> you tell me. And I say, look at Tanta Miles, and then I pull her uh, fur back, and it's like a little stuffed mouse. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she says, all right, this next part, again, I haven't done it in a while, but it should, you should be okay. Hopefully. I'm sure it'll be fine. And she starts pulling, like, herbs and stuff out of her chest, and she grabs a metal bowl, like a copper bowl, and she puts it in the center of the room, and she starts ripping stuff up and putting it in there, and then she lights a little little tinder off of um off the candle, drops it in the bowl, and it starts smoking up. And she just asks you all to sit around the bowl on a cushion or whatever would be most comfortable for you. Yeah, and then she starts humming. It goes up and down and back and forth. Then you feel like weird depth and movement in this humming. And it's it, there's a point where it reaches an almost stereo-like quality. Like you feel it moving around you. The smoke is filling the room and it's becoming hard to see. You can see patches of light from the candles in the corners of the room and you can see each other, but you can't see much else. The whole room sort of takes on this warm orange glow. Cartwin's kind of moving side to side. She's moving her arms and the the kind of cloaky jacket she was wearing over herself starts to slip down a little bit mm. over her like jerkin. Don't make that noise. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I did, I'm okay. I'm okay. And you're all starting to feel a little... <laughs> You're all starting to feel a little tired, uh, uh, like, you, like you've been up for days, mm. and your eyes are starting to take that like warm, heavy quality, and you see her, her jacket slips down, and you see uh. pinned, <laughs> you see pinned to sort of the lapel of the jerkin that she's wearing underneath, you see a copper pin, <gasps> and then the smoke envelops all of you, and you can't see anything just but warm orange light. And then the light passes and the smoke clears and the three of you are sitting on the ground. There's lush green grass underneath you. The light filters down from the sky with almost an underwater quality. It's filtered. It's soft. It's kind of got a deep blue tinge to it. And you notice that there's a tall tree next to you, a single tall tree. And maybe about 15 feet out from where you're sitting, the grass ends. And I puke. You know, you know what? You feel really sick. Tuck specifically feels really sick, but you don't vomit. Why? Why don't I? You vomit? don't feel like you can. Okay, I guess I just start dry heaving then. Yeah, it's basically this the feeling of intense nausea. Oh, Could no. you actually take a, a debility? Mm -hmm. And it's going to be a minus one to all constitution rolls. Um, well, I'm going to go like try to make him feel better. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So Billy just goes over and is like trying to comfort Tuck. Yeah, and then I unhook my my blanket cloak, which I obviously forgot I was wearing, mm -hmm. and then I put it around his shoulders. Mm -hmm. Thank you. You're welcome. Is there like a river or a stream nearby? I can um, splash the water on my face. I go running to look. You are like 10 feet out from where you're all sitting. Mm -hmm. It ends. Well, The world ends? Billy, you run to the edge. You uh -huh. see further down, maybe 30 feet more ground. Okay. But you see that there's nothing supporting the part that you're sitting on. And in the distance, you see other chunks of earth. You see like pieces of what look like bodies of water that are just free floating in the air. Mm. Everything around you has this very strange floaty quality to it. Even as you walk, you feel the air is different. If it's air. Shethane, what the fuck is going on? Can I spout lore? You absolutely where can. Where we are? Because I, I've been You've here been here before. Yeah. Whoa. Nice. Ten and... Intelligence? Intelligence, yeah. 11. Fitting. So I'll tell you, so I get to tell you something useful and interesting. What is this part of the spirit world called? I call it the interface. Yeah. And you know that this is, so what you know about the interface is this is a region of the spirit world where visitors usually manifest. Is you're not, if you're not a spirit, uh, this is where you show up in the spirit world. What is useful about this is you know that this is a place where guides usually come to try and help visitors. 
if there are spirits that that feel helpful towards outsiders, this is usually where they'll show up. So you think if you were to look around, you might be able to find something to help someone, something to help you. I'll look around and see if I can see anything, <laughs> yeah. anything or anyone or anything that I recognize today from my previous visits. From where you're standing on this sort of floating chunk of earth, you, um, you look out and you see what looks like a pond, but instead of cool, clear water, it's sort of a bright yellow light. But it is like 30 feet down from where you are. I feel like it's definitely possible to get there, though. Yeah. Like, I feel like I could just jump. Yeah. And because I need to be there, I could get there. Okay. Um, yeah. Give me a defy danger wisdom. And you might get a, let me just check with Spout Lore, but you might wow, get a plus one. That's bad. <laughs> no, but you don't get a plus one. How much wisdom do you have? Lots, but not enough. Uh. <laughs> so, four, six. Wait, what if we help him? Um,. Yeah, you could potentially help. How would you help? I would dangle him down and get him real close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I dangle him down so he has like okay. less to drop. Yeah, so roll 2d6 plus your bond. All right, I'm going to try this. Do you have any bonds with Shithane? No. <laughs> so it's flat 2d6. Oof. Six, seven, eight, nine. Nice. Yeah, so you get the plus one, so it's a seven. You are hung over the edge by Tacoma, and he lets you go, and you drop really hard for a couple seconds. And then it feels like something catches you and you start slowly falling. You still hit a little bit harder than you maybe would have wanted to roll a D four. One, one. Yeah. So you feel you like kind of jar when you hit the ground and you feel your legs give out a little bit and you roll, but you take one damage and you hear tantamile like on the edge, like whatever noise tantamile makes. That's it. Exactly. Yeah. And she's uh, she seems unwilling to jump. Um, well, I can speak with her or yeah. at a, whatever level I can. I, is she just because she's scared of the. Yeah. She's like, this seems pretty high. You're a giant cat. You can jump much better than me. Get, get the big guy to drop you down. <sighs> okay. Uh, okay. I guess she digs her claws into my <laughs> arm and I go, ow, fuck, <laughs> fuck you. You stupid cat, fucking piece of shit. And then I, 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 I dangle her down. I was like, fucking bitch. <laughs> She's like kicking around with her bottom leg. Like, <laughs> fucking piece of shit, cat. Yeah. And you let her go and she kind of tumbles a little bit as she comes down, but she hits the ground and... On all fours. Yeah, she's a cat. Great. She always does. Wow, she didn't even need that help. Yeah. Sorry, Tuck. <laughs> I'm super stoked that I have all these scratch marks all over my arms. Exactly. So, and yeah, Billy and Tuck, you're on this sort of little floating island. What do you do? Right. I look at Tuck and I'm like, dude, do you want to jump? Yes. Yeah, let's do it. Can <laughs> <laughs> you guys give me a defy danger wisdom? Okay. Wisdom? Yeah. Four. Five. Uh, ten. Ten. Okay. Nice. Billy succeeds. What, does Billy just jump off? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you just catch this like weird, you feel like a little current in the air. Oh, and you cool. catch this little current and you go like, down onto the ground and you hit the ground very lightly just like bloop yeah wow and then wham right next to you <laughs> Tuck just <laughs> nails the ground next to you the whole platform shake yeah could you could you roll a d4 for me two two yeah so you take two damage no you mean one because oh right because your yeah. armor isn't armor it's just you're tough yeah. okay yeah so you take one i should say yeah because you do have armor but it's not really like no, it's make sure I don't hit the ground too hard armor. But Tuck's just like flat, tougher than everybody else. Mine's so I don't get scratched by brambles. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, brambles. <laughs> yeah, so you're on the ground and you're closer to this little pond. And I guess I'm uh, kind of question. I'm like, what, where, why or where are we going? Let's go to this water. Let's get in you. So I start bringing like handfuls of water to you. Yeah, get it in me. Yeah, yeah so you're... Billy's picking like you the water isn't really water like it feels like it's just like hard light basically oh well I still scoop your hands in it and there's this luminous little puddle all right open your mouth okay it's weird because it like gets near tuck and then it parts like a centimeter from his face and pours down onto the ground what the fuck (laughs) I'm so thirsty and sick oh can um, I eat some of this grass that's on the ground I start doing that out of desperation try the same thing 
just won't go in. Oh Can you eat? Try eating some of the grass. Okay, and then I'm like, nom, nom. <laughs> same thing. Uh, Shethane, you have done this before. So something that this is something that Paul told me. Mm-hmm. Uh, he described eating in the spirit world as sort of like that scene from Hook, where you have to believe basically. Like you can't just take it for granted, like people do on in the material world. Mm-hmm. Like you have to, you have to feel like this is a necessary thing, and that this is like. So you understand what you're doing to the spirit world. So, uh, so tantamiles. Yeah, tantamiles like, grass. Yeah, she's licking like, up. <laughs> yeah, licking up the water like a regular cat. Okay. It's all working great. So, is the, are you gonna explain that to us? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what Paul told Sean to say. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So you do. You do. So it needs to be like a conscious. Try less hard and more hard <laughs> at the wow. same time. So okay. you guys can give me a defy danger wisdom again. Wow. So much. 13. 11. <laughs> okay. Wow. You guys got. So you kind of, you kind of, uh, yeah, you get it. You're like, oh yeah, less hard and more hard. Yeah. Like yeah, hook. Yeah, yeah. And then I go and like lick water out. <laughs> <laughs> like tantamile. I sit down at the edge of the stream and I sing a song to it. Uh, that is very hard. Rock. <laughs> get into my mouth. Oh, orange water. I hope there's not pee inside of you. Orange water light is gonna get into my mouth. And then as I do that, the light water comes up. Oh, wow. <laughs> and I open my mouth and I'm like, get up in there. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh you do that, you're singing this weird song. <laughs> And, it's uh, not weird. It's good. Yeah, and all you. the water runs away from me. <laughs> no, you see, you see the water like rising up in front of Tuck as he's singing the song, and then when it when the song ends, the water comes away, and there's almost the exact same color as the pond, like the face of a koi. Ah. Like it's just kind of floating in the air. Holy shit! And it's so it's it's a koi fish, but its head is bent forward, like it's standing, but it's kind of swimming in the air. What the. F- Fuck it's just me. like what is happening it's floating in front of you like that was a nice song yeah i really like that music yeah that was wonderful oh thank you <laughs> thank well, you for sharing that with me cool oh you talk with words it looks at you quizzically yeah of course i do oh um have you seen a friend of ours his name is ving hmm. and we've come to look for him I'm not so good with names. Okay. Well, let's describe him. Yeah. He's tall. And thin-ish. He's got flaps. And uh, pockets. Gills. He's got gills. And big, wild gray hair. Yes. It's all Mm. over the place. He's an elf. Elf? No, Hmm. elf. Hmm. I may have seen someone similar to what you're describing. But if I did, it was a long time ago. Oh, fuck me. Well, are there any other things here that could help us? I didn't say I couldn't help you. Where oh. Can you take us to where you saw him? I can try. Okay. And it's kind of floating back and forth, but what's in it for me? Uh, uh, God. And I put my hands in my backpack, and I'm like, oh, God, what the hell is in here? And then I feel the glass of the bottle that I stole. And I pull it out, and I look at it. What's the title on it? Which one did I grab? The title of this bottle is Lords Without Faith. Oh, cool. Uh, not the one that I wanted, uh, but still, pretty cool Ooh, title. I've heard, I've heard that there's a bootleg of this where the lead guitarist dies partway through the album. <laughs> they keep going. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It's wild. Wow. Anyway, if you like mm. that music that I played, what's your name? I'm not so good with names. Holy shit. Okay. <laughs> You're going to have to roll a parlay. If you like that music that I was singing, anthropomorphic talking fish, then you will love the music that's in this bottle. There's music in that bottle. Yes, a lot. Like oh. 97 minutes worth. I like music. And I crack it a little bit and uh-huh. let a little bit out. Mm-hmm. And then I cap it back. Its eyes like widen a little bit. And then I'm like, like, oh, you see its gills like kind of flip a little bit. Like, oh. (laughs) That was weirdly sexual, but okay. Well. (laughs) It's a hot fish. (laughs) (laughs) Your voice is great, but what people will not get 
on the podcast is that is you that are I'm slowly <laughs> waving back and forth exactly like a fish. the way this uh, like a fish swimming in the air. It's fish hypnotic. Form. Yeah, yeah. It is hypnotic. I'm rolling a parlay. Yes, you are rolling a parlay. Two D six plus your charisma. Nine plus two. Eleven. All right. Nice. Yeah. Uh, so the fish says, very well. You give me that bottle, and I'll take you to where I saw your friend. No, I'll give you this bottle when we get to our friend. Who am I to argue? Then it, like, flat. it straightens out into, like, a fish shape, like a fish swimming shape. Yeah. And it who- sort of, bloop, swims around you guys, and then swims in a circle. And then swims off like, I think it was this way. And starts swimming away. Wait, how do we follow? Oh, it's still ground. Like oh, okay. it's fall it's swimming at a reasonable height, at least for a while. And uh the chunk that you guys are on right now has a lot of connecting bits. There there are pieces that have come off and are floating around above you. Some very, very high. And some when you get to like you'll get to a part where there's it's broken away and there's sort of roots connecting it, and you see it goes far, far below you as well. But the chunk that you're on is fairly large. And sometimes the fish will forget that you're people with legs mm-hmm. and will like swim a little too high and then go, oh, I forgot. And then swim back down. And it says, oh, I forgot many times. <laughs> uh, and it takes an indeterminate amount of time. Like it feels like we've been walking... For maybe two minutes, maybe 200 years. Yeah, exactly. Like, it's a sort of like, wow, there's just no way to tell how long things take here. Where's the light coming from in this place? Everywhere. Weird. Yeah. But it's a inky blackness, too. It's like a mix between night and, like, the night sky and the sky during the day. Well, that's weird. So you'll be walking, and then you'll realize that you're not being pulled down, but you're being pulled to the side. Mm. So you'll start, like, twisting as you walk. And then it'll just go back to the way that you were before. Uh, yeah. And it's sort of affecting how the fish is swimming in the air as well. And it doesn't really think too much of it. And you get to the edge of a forest that looks more or less like trees, but like a tree's idea of a tree where it's like a beautiful, like, oh man. Like, you know, when you think of yourself and you try and think of yourself like as nice as you can, you're like, yeah, that's what I would love to look like. Only that's... the hottest trees. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like if a tree was trying to describe a tree to a flower. And it's just all of that one after the other. Yeah. Wow. Identical. Beautiful. <laughs> wow. And scary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the fish stops and it turns around. Says, I am pretty sure I saw your friend in here, but I'm not comfortable. Going in? Going further. Then why? Oh, my God. <laughs> I guess we have to go without you. I mean, if you had anything else to offer, I might be willing to go a bit further. Jesus, Jones, you're milking, milking us. Milking? Uh, never mind, it'll take too long to explain. Mm. You know, before we go further, I think I'd like my bottle now. Okay, and then I hand it to him. The fish puts it in its mouth and goes like, go, 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 like a duck, mm. and just swallows it. Ugh. Wow. Wonderful. Do you... Feel okay? Oh, I feel resplendent. Cool. Wow, Anything this, else for me? You're wow. super creepy. I think that's maybe subjective. And I, so I open up my locket. Do you have anything that's good? I have, I have my crystal and I have goblin poison. And I have a grass cloak. Which is mostly in tatters, yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay. What Wait, about but- these? I unclasp my locket and I open it up and inside there's two coins mm-hmm. that I took from right. the traveling right, right, right. stand. And one is like obsidian with an eye on it and the other one's a silver triangle. Oh, yeah. So it gets... Cl- do you just like hold them out? I'm like, well, what do you think of these? It gets close. Only it- one. <laughs> yeah, it gets close and it gets close to the obsidian one and it pulls back and shakes its head and goes, no, 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 no. Okay. But it looks the 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 shiny one, the silver one, perhaps. Okay. Do you have something to offer? I've got my cloak. It's really the only item that I have. It is beautiful, but I think I like the coin. Okay. Here. Yeah. Here. Take it. Pops it in its mouth. Hmm. Wonderful. 
I don't think we should give it any more stuff. Yeah, it's really Tug. making me uncomfortable. It's making yeah. me very how, scared. How, how, well, I'm going to ask the fish how far it thinks it can take us. Uh, oh, it's hard to say. I can take you into the woods until I just feel like we've gone far enough. Do you have another form or another guide form that can help oh. us through the woods? Mm, wonderful point. Wonderful point. It kind of swims around you guys in a circle. And you notice at this point that it's gotten a little bit bigger than it was before. It was about the size of Tantamile, but now it's approaching the size of Tuck. Mm. Oh. Yeah, like it's getting quite beefy. And as it uh, gets close yeah. to the to the woods. Like it was it, it was hard to tell before because like there is no sense of perspective in yeah, this place. Because like, the lighting. It, it could yeah. be it could be small and right in front of us, or it could be thirty feet away and huge. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it swims near you, and then it swims closer to the woods, and you see it shift a little bit, swims near you, swims closer to the woods, shifts a little bit more, until four webbed arms come out of the side of it, like two on each side, and it sort of grasps the ground. So then it is, uh, it's sort of walking on the ground, testing the ground, like, ah, okay, all right, this is new, but we'll go a little bit further. I don't like this thing. Uh... And it starts walking into the woods, like, are you coming uh we literally have no other options okay yeah but i am wary yes <laughs> so from my experience here they mm -hmm. it they are creepy and they do make you feel uncomfortable but they are always helpful all right uh, but do you... they don't understand we don't understand their form and they don't really understand our form so all we right. just have to something i will say that that Shithane might know is that guides do love payment and they love things that aren't from the spirit world. Hmm. It is sort of the like, they are creepy, but they're fairly trustworthy hmm. unless you wrong them in some way. So if I'd known that we were going to go on this journey, I probably would have got a roll of quarters <laughs> <laughs> so before <it's>, we left. <laughs> so it starts, it starts taking you through the woods and it's just these identical trees one after the other. And the light changes in here. It's not quite as diffused. It's getting harder to see and it's getting very quiet can i as we're walking through i want to like kind of uh, surreptitiously examine the trees yeah do you want to discern realities sure. are you examining the trees just for the trees or are you trying to make sure there's nothing else around i just want to know what they are because they feel creepy okay yeah five plus what wisdom six six and the fish is leading you deeper into the woods the light's getting dimmer and there's a point where the only source of light is uh, is the fish. Mm -hmm. Like the fish is glowing gently and uh, it's casting light at about like, you know, 30 or 40 feet or so or what it seems, what seems like that around you. And then it hears a crack and it stops and it looks around. It's, this is bad. Why? What? What do you hear? What do you Something see? Something in the trees or the trees. And you hear like a rustling tree to tree around you. Who's Russell? <laughs> Russell comes down. He's like, what's up, guys? You want to come play Xbox? <laughs> but um, <sighs> so the fish uh, keeps moving. It's trying to hurry you up. It's like, come on, come on. Come, come now, come now. And uh, as it's walking forward, a root from one of these identical trees snakes up out of the earth in front of it and it catches its foot on it and it trips and it falls and it hits the ground and then roots start coming up out of the earth and start to cover this thing and it's wriggling and rustling and going like oh my oh no oh boy oh no and it's starting to get pulled down into the ground oh, I'm gonna hack and slash with my sword okay so roll 2d6 plus your strength oh, oh. boy oh boy hang, hang on hang on plus one that's three <laughs> <laughs> All right, so um, you start hacking at this at these roots, and your sword just glances right off them. Like it, and it it almost makes a metal on metal sound when they hit, and uh, the fish just keeps going. Oh my! Oh my! I I don't Fuck. know and how without a guide, I don't know how to get out of where we are. We need to we need to get help. The fish. Yeah. While he's saying that, the fish gets pulled pulled further and further underground. And the light starts going out. Because the only source of light right now is the fish. Oh, man. Can I cast a spell? Um, or I don't have that power No, you yet. don't have that power of spells. Damn. Actually. Like, even if I hold this crystal, nothing will happen? 
Uh, the crystal is like warm in your hand and sort of feel, you feel that sharpening as before, but it's a little too, it's not quite as strong as it was at the pool. Okay. I'm just like, I'm like, okay, maybe that, I don't know what to do. So I get nervous and I get nervous. So I, I hold that crystal and then I like close my eyes and I'm like, where are you, Perel? Oh, uh, yeah. Damn. This isn't anything that Billy knows how to do. So no. this would be like a 2d6 charisma maybe because you're sort of reaching in yourself. Okay. Uh, seven. Seven. Okay. So you kind of grab your crystal, you close your eyes, mm-hmm. and you're like, where are you, Perel? Can you help me? What's going on? Where are you at, my boy? Yeah. And uh, it takes a second, and you see the darkness kind of coalesce like it did before, uh-huh. this visual hallucination, and then Perel is in front of you. Uh-huh. You said, wonderful. Is this, is this the time? Do uh, we begin our training? What? No, I just need that fish out of there. And as you say that, he starts like sliding backwards uh-huh. and he looks around like uh where where are we no 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 and you see him like sliding back uh-huh. and then he disappears and then you see the fish struggle even more and you hear the fish go no 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 what have you done what have you done oh no and uh yeah the fish's voice changed oh i did a bad thing yeah. Uh, what? Look- What's going on? Billy, what happened? Everything, I didn't see any of this, I- <laughs> this exposition. Hey, that's the piss monster over there. The fish is the piss it monster? Is, and he's not actually that bad. He seemed pretty cool. Um, hmm, and we got to get him to out. differ. I did also, but we, I think we need him. So. Uh, great. Okay, well, uh, fuck Shane. me. Tuck, what does Tuck do? Uh, I pull out my axe, uh-huh. and uh, I wield it two-handed, uh-huh. uh, and I strike at the base of the roots. Okay, yeah. Just Hack and try, slash. And try and go fucking crazy. Yeah, going ham. Whoa. 15. Whoa. Okay, yeah, roll your damage. Eight. Oof, you think that wall got fucked up. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so you... um. Jeez, dude. Yeah. So you just like hammer into and Shethane, you're shocked by this because you like, just attacked it and it, your sword glanced right off them. And you see like Tuck raises his axe above his head and his muscles bulge in a very barbarian like way. And then I wink at him. <laughs> wink. And then he brings the axe down. I, and just I, I wink and I make like uh, my traps do a dance. <laughs> <laughs> his little the branches of his tree tattoo yeah, wave <laughs> as he flexes his arm the oh. irony yeah. <laughs> and then he brings the axe down and just cuts through like one quarter of the vines that are holding the fish down and you see the fish start like kicking its leg out it's not getting yanked under quite so fast anymore we have d- we have talked about in the past how Shethane has been to the spirit world before and he has access to some sort of spirit spells so I have uh, an advanced moves, God Against the Wastes. Uh, dedicate yourself to a deity. You gain the cast spell cleric moves. Yeah, so he has access to first level cleric spells. So now I'm going to try and cast my spell. Okay, to, yeah. To uh, induce fear, even more fear into yeah. this thing. So it's been a quarter demolished. Uh, when you cast these spells in the spirit world, are you calling on spirits? Is that sort of, or are you affecting the spirit world? Because it's not really a spell in the way that we think of like a cleric casting like a holy spell. It's more like your familiarity with the spirit world lets you affect it. Normally, we don't. It's not easy for us to communicate with these other forms that are in the spirit world. And so, if I just shouted at a tree and said, "We're all going to fuck you up," yeah, my friend fucked you up, <laughs> and we're going to take you down. The yeah. tree would not know what we're talking about. Yeah, but in this case, uh, it's going to allow me to better instill fear into this different form. This yeah, totally. Form. Great. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, roll it. Two d six plus wisdom. Eight. Eight. Okay, nice. so on a seven to nine, the spell is cast, but choose one. You draw unwelcome attention to yourself or put yourself in a spot. The GM will tell you how. Your casting distances you from your deity. Take minus one ongoing to cast a spell until the next time you commune. Or after you cast it, the spell is revoked by your deity. You cannot cast the spell again until you commune and have it granted to you. I uh, have something bad happen to me mm-hmm. as a result. Okay, so you instill fear in your own special way like you basically are able to communicate with this tree spirit in a way that frightens it i point at the uh, the tattoo on your arm uh-huh. and then i bring my hand up to my throat and, <laughs> <laughs> and then i point right at him <laughs> yeah the tree is a him yeah you point at, I you point at the eyes of yeah, the yeah, tree yeah. And, and then i point at, at my eyes, eyes. yeah and then <laughs> do, the, do the throat cut yeah yeah like, we're going to chop you down. <laughs> so you do that. You scare the hell out of this tree. <laughs> and uh, 
you see spirit world's weird <laughs> you see the roots start to recede and you see the fish now perel the fish start to yank itself up out of the ground the roots totally recede back into the ground and in fact the tree that it was attached to starts almost running through the forest you see this tree start sliding between other trees and like crashing into other ones and it disappears into the depths of this weird like, photocopied you, forest. You can hear it kind of like crying a little bit. <laughs> like, oh, my roots. <laughs> wow. That oh. was embarrassing to yeah. watch. But I'm I'm now at some risk. Cool. So the risk is you um the fish pulls itself up uh, itself up out of the ground and looks around and looks at itself and is like, "Well, this is not great." It looks at you three. It says, "What am What am I doing here?" Yeah, what are you doing here? And then I move and grab it. You grab it and you feel it harden up. Mm-hmm. It's towering over you now. It's taller than you even mm-hmm. uh... on its back legs, and it just looks at you and says, "I do not have time to explain this right now, but I am not who you think I am, and not for the reasons you think. We will talk about this later." This has been Spelt Lore. I'm your game master, Sean O'Hara. With me, as always, playing Fat Billy the Halfling Thief, Jessica Ty. Crispy Cream. Playing Tacoma Dome the Barbarian, Abdul Aziz. God, I'm, I still feel so fucking sick. And playing Shethane the Elven Ranger, guest player, Mark Robertson. Mine so I don't get scratched by brambles. You can find us <laughs> online at Spelt Lore on Twitter or on Facebook at facebook.com slash speltlore. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And so ends the tale of Adventures 3 Who tried the best they can Though dumb and scared and lost they be For time's abreast in revelry And though our journey may be like a conclusion We will not leave you talk about this later fine and i cross my arms <laughs> and i look sullen and i'm like fine but we will talk about it right yes like i said yeah like i said <laughs>